easy properties, found cash in your laundry, now you can invest it in property. If you take a whole group of people and you say, who of you would love to get to financial security or financial freedom? About 100% of people would put their hands up. When you ask that same group, who of you are busy with the strategy towards that? Most hands will go down and possibly one or two hands will will stay up. Welcome to Easy Does It, a podcast by Easy Equities, where we simplify money and investing. No jargon, no complications, your cool guide to investing. So, you know, most people are initially hesitant and even fearful when it comes to doing something new. Could be a new relationship, a new job. You could be investing for the very first time. And I don't think anything is wrong with being a little bit fearful, with being nervous, with being like, oh my goodness, what am I getting into? But when it holds you back from actually doing that thing, that's when I think the problems begin. And money happens to be one of those things. People get fearful, people get scared when it comes to money. And I thought, I need to get an expert in, a wealth psychologist. That's how we welcome you to Easy Does It. My name is DJ At Large. (laughs) And it's a brand new episode of the show. And it's all about your fear of investing and the psychology of money. So your question is, what is a wealth psychologist? I also don't know, but the expert is here. Her name is Elza Alberts. She is amazing. And of course, she's experienced. Um, You might have seen her recently on SABC3 on Saving Our Marriage. You might have heard her on 702 recently, where she's also talking about relationships. And she's also on social media, where she's doing amazing, amazing things. Elza, welcome to Easy Does It. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I just love, love the topic we're going to talk about. Yeah, you know, the, the, the fear of investing and I guess the psychology of money as well. And I know everybody's sort of trying to figure out what in the world is a wealth psychologist? Well, I have been a psychologist for more than 30 years, working with individuals and groups and families and businesses. And I have also specialized into the niche market of studying the psychology of wealth, Ooh. which also led to me writing a book that was published by the big international publishers, Wiley and Bloomberg. A wealth psychologist is a psychologist who is understanding the mindset of wealth and what trips us up about growing our wealth, getting to financial security. Because if you take a whole group of people and you say, who of you would love to get to financial security or financial freedom? About 100% of people will put their hands up. When you ask that same group, who of you are busy with the strategy towards that? Most hands will go down and possibly one or two hands will will stay up. Mm, that's very very true um elza you know as you speak i was recently uh, at the mall wanted to buy a new pair of sneakers and i'm not a big spender i'm actually scared of spending money i realized this when i was at the mall um i kept going back and forth and whether i should buy these these pair of shoes and i ended up not buying them and i felt guilty at the fact that i wanted to buy it and it sort of started making me think you know what are the factors that create one's perception one's money personality the way in which one handles money i think that would be a great place to start is it is it upbringing is it is it friends like what are some of those factors that create the way in which we actually just handle money in general well the first perceptions that we form about money is definitely 
through our interactions with our parents. Mm. We watch them, we hear what they say, we hear them say things like, I can't afford it, we don't have money for that now, um, no, we can't have it, we can't buy it, no, money does not grow on trees. Oh, heard that one too many times. Yes, okay, so when that's your perception of money, and you don't learn to look at money differently. You're going to just believe. That will be your belief system. Mm. So you will go to the mall. I don't think that was applicable to you. I think what happened to you, you went to the mall to go and buy new sneakers and you decided not to. It's because you have developed a different relationship with money. Mm. Your relationship with money is, I want to spend my money wisely. So if I buy a pair of sneakers and it might cost me a thousand rand, mm -hmm. what else can I do with that thousand rand? Maybe I can go and buy a little bit of a fraction share again on easy equities and that will make me grow my wealth. So when you have a relationship with money where you know that you are a very responsible custodian of your money, uh -huh. you will not just want to go and spend. <laughs> you so will true. want to use your money wisely and i love you bring up the relationship with money a couple of years ago when i first met you we had a very interesting conversation and it actually changed the way that i view money you said something very very weird you said to me one should view their relationship with money as they would view a relationship with a girlfriend or a wife you should treat your money like a romantic partner and i was like what what do you mean elsa what do you mean i'd love for you to actually go through that you know the importance of seeing your money differently as a person that you're in a relationship with why is that important and and make it make sense for everybody thank you that is such a, a great question i also grew up with there's not enough money and money does not grow in trees and i am deeply deeply grateful that i ended up losing money all my money twice in my life because it was a big wake-up call to me Ilse, you don't have a relationship with money where you're looking after the money. You have a relationship with money where you think money comes in to be spent. <laughs> so, I designed this relationship with money myself. Okay. I decided I'm going to court money. Money, because I'm a female, I'm going to see it as Mr. Money for me. Ooh. And I was thinking, how would I be in a new relationship with a man? I would definitely pay it a lot of attention. I will want to spend time with it. I will be focused on it. I will think about it. I will plan about it. I will plan how I'm going to spend time. How am I going to look Ooh, after it? I'm going to, brother. yes, I'm going to be inspired about it. I'm going to study it. I'm going to read about it. I'm going to ask friends about it. what do you think of him? What do you know about him? So when you apply that, to your relationship with money and you say I'm forming a relationship with Mr. or Miss Money uh -huh. and you do the same you say I'm going to really focus on my relationship with money I'm going to study money there is so much available to read online I mean, the education that is available is mind-blowing so I'm going to study and read about it I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to ask friends and family and people questions about it. I'm going to spend time with it. I'm going to put my energy into it. I'm going to have a 
courtship with money where I'm going to show you are really, really important to me. <laughs> because you know the energy of money works like this. Money flows to those who look after it. And, and it makes so much sense, Elsa, because I think of people who have a bad relationship with money. They don't take care of that relationship. So how do you expect Miss or Mr. Money to stay in that relationship with you when you don't take care of them, when you abuse them, when you don't save, when you don't invest, when you spend more than you actually have? The relationship will never work. So I love that analogy so much because everybody can relate to a good or a bad relationship and can almost take ownership of why the relationship isn't working. Because sometimes we'll quickly say, uh, I'm not saving because I don't have enough or I'm not investing because I don't have enough. But have you actually spent time fixing the relationship so that you do have enough, so that you can invest? So I, I really love that analogy. And I guess the next question for me, Elsa, is, so where does the fear aspect within this relationship with money come in because we know that there's a couple of people who they're interested in investing but the, there's a fear of actually investing and i don't know if that is the fear of losing money it's a fear of not knowing what you're doing where does the fear aspect come into this relationship and into investing itself so fear is the assumption that what i'm going to do is going to bring me more pain than pleasure hmm. more negatives and positives there will be more losses than gains so Anything that is new, like starting to invest, it's a, it's a new language, it's uh. a new platform, it's a very new world. And anybody entering that world will have moments of fear or insecurity. So my advice is, if you want to change your relationship with money, start by rule number one. Okay, rule number one. Rule number one is... Build up a savings account. And a savings account that is covering at least three months of your income. So like for emergencies and so forth? No, this is not for emergencies. This is to help you to shift your mind around money. Okay, okay. Okay, so when you know that you have liquidity, you've got a cushion account, this money saved into account. Yes, and it is for emergencies. You sleep so much better at night. So it's about a mental thing. It's a mental thing. So first of all, you build up your confidence. I'm safe. I am looked after. And you know who looked after you? You. <laughs> because as you sleep at night, that wonderful eighth law that, or that Einstein mentions as the eighth wonder of the world, and that is compound interest, your money is making money babies at night while you sleep. When you put it into a savings account. I know with our interest rates now that's so much lower. It's not such a fabulous growth anymore. But it is still growing. When you know that you have created safety for you. And the safety is through your savings account. I mean, I introduced my children to this concept. I mean, they were about 8 and 10 years old. I called it the no-touch account. <laughs> So people are very reluctant to save because they say, I don't even have enough money to pay my expenses. And I say to people, I want to dare you to try something. Before you start to pay your expenses, I want you to put, even if it is 2.5% of your income, put it in a savings account. Leave it there. That money belongs to you. It's not belonging to the bank. But go and try this out. 
Next month you do it again. It's a tiny bit of money, but it's there. Now you're starting to build up your savings account. And yes, with 2.5% it's going to take a long time. But now maybe after three months you can put it up to 3.5%. And as you get confident in, yes, I can save, you can push it up. And of course the ultimate is to get to saving 50%. And that takes quite a number of years for people to get there. But the purpose and the psychology of that is, I have security. Like an I, insurance. Of some I've sort. got insurance. I have safety. I've created my my mattress of safety, <laughs> my cushion of safety that I can sleep well at night. Then you have earned the right to start to invest. So it's almost like you need to build a little bit of trust within yourself. You have to build the trust and the confidence. So when you've got your cushion, you can say, now I'm ready to go and explore with investing. Now, I know that easy equities make it so easy for people to invest. And you can also invest in fractions of shares. I mean, I I have bought some Tesla shares <laughs> on easy equities. But when you are ready to do that, once again, go and now say, I'm going to empower myself. I'm going to read about it. There's a lot of videos to watch. There's a lot of education that can help empower yourself. Go and read about it, learn about it, and talk about it, go and focus about it, put your energy into it. Just a couple of minutes a day, but go and focus on it and say, I'm doing this because I'm empowering myself, I'm growing my financial psychology. Another step that is really important is to go and take a pen and paper or your iPad or your iPhone or your Samsung or whatever you're using Open a note and start to write down the benefits for me to save and then the benefits for me to invest. Because when I can see the benefits for me in what is important to me. So for instance, I I did this the other day with a 22-year-old. He said to me, the thing that is really the most important to me is my girlfriend. And I just want to please her and I just, I want to spoil her and I want to be romantic with her. And he said, but I, I really want to to start to save money. And I did the following with him. I said, okay, let's look. In your relationship with your girlfriend, what will be the benefits for you when you start to save? And he said, um, I think I'm going to feel a bit more confident. Well, do you think a girlfriend who knows a boyfriend is starting to save will think he's quite cool? He said, yes. And I said, do you think she will start to think, hmm, Maybe this man is somebody to stay with because he's building some form of... He's got a plan. He's got a plan. He's got a plan. He's got something. Yes, plan. and he's performing some... For, he's starting to put some steps in place to have some financial security somewhere in the future. Gee, I think I'm going to stay with this guy. And I helped him to see more benefits for him to save money in the relationship with his girlfriend. That he can feel more confident that he will show her that he is able to be responsible, that he's going to show her that he's really one of those alpha males. <laughs> and I guess he, he, can, he can also be patient and he can be committed to a process Absolutely. That's, that's saving requires. Of, of course, and that he, uh, that he understands the process of delayed gratification. I said to him, you know what? I would any time choose to be with a man like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Elsa, as, as you keep speaking, it goes back to what you had initially said. 
the building of a relationship with your money because even you know your rule two of you need to spend some time doing research in a relationship you pretty much do the same you'd get to know the person you know what they like what they don't like um their dreams their goals you spend all this time doing this in a relationship which you should also be doing with your money and i absolutely loved 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 that as well but the purpose of now growing beyond just saving and starting to invest have a reason for it much bigger than just going to buy new pool, uh, uh, all those brand name shoes have a big a purpose much bigger than i just want to um, be able to go overseas and go on wonderful holidays that's spending money have a purpose bigger than that see into the future see what that future looks like for you and so i'm working towards a plan and I'm going to see when I'm 40 or I'm 50 or I'm 60 that I have built up a financial nest for me that I have choices that I can stop to work or I can get to do more what I love to do. I can work less and start to play golf more <laughs> or go to visit all those wonderful golf courses in the world. I still want to go and play it. Have a plan. See, have a vision because when you have a vision the reason for creating your money growth becomes so much more important oh man I, I love all the rules because I think they're a great way for you to start one building a good relationship with your money and two getting over that fear because now you've ticked all these things so you know you've got the savings and the insurance which is very much a mental thing but also a thing of for emergencies and so forth and then all the other things that you've mentioned i think are, are great for for getting over the fear of investing but as you're speaking there was something that that came to mind elsa you know there's this assumption that you should never be emotional when it comes to money people always say that but to me, it doesn't always seem that emotions are a bad thing when it comes to money and, and to making financial decisions. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Is emotions with money always a bad combination? <laughs> it all depends what those emotions are. <laughs> if the emotion is, I'm fearful, I'm worried, I am not sleeping at night, I cannot get going because I'm so concerned, those are negative emotions. Okay. But my emotion is, I'm really inspired. I am driven, I'm grateful, I've got a plan, I'm on track. Those emotions are great emotions. So Warren Buffett says, if, if you cannot learn to manage your emotions about money, you won't get more money to manage. The reason of that is when you have negative emotions around money, uh -huh. you build fear around money. If you have grandiose fantasy if motions around money, you will not attract money because that's a la-la land. Can, can you give me a, an example of this? I'm going to maybe step on toes here. <laughs> Is it so easy to just go and do day trading? Uh -huh. They get into the day trading because it's easy to make lots of money quickly is the perception. I've I had, I had so many people coming to me and say help me because they are so anxious so worried because they thought they're going to make money easily so there was that grandiose expectation that fantasy day trading is just so freaking easy i just sit a couple of hours every day i don't have to work and i just go and make lots of money but when they what happens then they make lots of money they become infatuated they become excited about it and in excitement 
they go and invest all of that. So I helped him to have a strategy and say, okay, next time you make money, take a portion of that into your savings account. Don't just go and reinvest all of it again. Go and create your safety. Ah, so now okay. we bring it all the way back again. Yes. So it's, so it's to almost say that yes, the emotions will exist and it's okay to have them, but you need to have a structure, a plan, so that when you get to almost like the climax of it in in in, in trading terms, that you you're still conscious of. Oh my goodness, I've got to actually have a plan here. Strategy builds wealth. Emotions destroy wealth. <laughs> Especially the negative emotions, as you've said. Yes. But so, also, also the over-excited emotions can also be quite dangerous. Yes, as well. and I guess even in investing, you get overly excited, and you're not even doing the research. All you know is that I've got to throw money into this, and I will definitely become rich. Or your friends say, "Listen, you have to buy Ethereum. You have to, and you're going to put all your money in it. It's in a in an upcycle, and you are so excited, and you decide, I'm leaving it just here." In a week's time, it's in that down cycle because it's very, very volatile. And you decide, no, I can't stay in this. You withdraw everything because you're fearful. And the emotions swing left and right. Yeah, absolutely, yes. Money is such a, an interesting concept, uh, especially from a psychological point of view. Um, just from a personal point of view, Elsa, how would you describe your money personality? Are you a, a big spender? In fact, you know what? I spend a lot of money. You know, on what? On what? On investing. On investments. Mm. I spend a lot of money on growing my investments. Growing the up. portfolio of investments. So yes, I do, I'm a big spender. But I spend money on investing. And your relationship with money is, is beautiful. Absolutely. I am grateful. I have delayed gratification. In fact, when people look at my lifestyle, they would think, um, hmm, is she really successful? <laughs> because I, my car, I've driven for... Nine years, I don't live in the fanciest of, ho- of homes, not because uh, of anything, it's just not important to me. I rather want to grow it's my financial security because, by the way, I'm a granny already, so my old age is not that far away. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Elsa, um, mm. just before we, we, we end the conversation, I guess what I want to get from you are your words of encouragement for those who are listening to the conversation, they're inspired and want to start investing. And then to those who have a really bad relationship with money and they now want to try and fix that relationship. So it's almost like two questions. So the first one is the ones who say, I'm ready. So please become a student here is already something that if you are listening to this it means that you have awoken it in you that you want to learn listen to podcasts go and read articles go on to all the websites of banks and the trading platforms and go and read there's there's a lot of information that you can learn from youth money circle lots of information absolutely learn 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 and start to take action start to take action with the strategy so i'm first going to save and then i'm going to learn to invest and then if you are too fearful to start and your money talk is one of negativity i don't trust myself money flows away from me i can never afford it there's always more month at the end of my money than money at the end of my month i am always poor nothing ever works for me check your self-talk only you can change that you can change and say 
This is a brand new day. And I'm not talking about uh, positive thinking. I'm talking change the way you talk to yourself and say, I can do this. I can. If others can do it, I can do it as well. And I'm starting. And it's to start to take that very, very first action step. One action step at a time. And then to those who are in the worst relationship, the relationship with money is not going well. They are blue ticking each other on WhatsApp. Uh, Nobody's replying to anybody's message. You're on a timeout with your money. How do we start to fix that relationship? I think that is a crucial for you to make a decision. I'm going to change my relationship with Mr. or Miss Money. Pay off your debt. Because it's debt that is possibly killing you. And that's killing your relationship with money. Learn to have a healthy respect that money really brings happiness. (laughs) Money opens doors. Money creates opportunities. Money can make life far more difficult if you don't have it. But having it does make life smoother. And it's you have to earn the right to have a good relationship with money. So make that decision. I've shared lots of action steps, lots of ideas. Simple, it's easy. If I could do it, anyone can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love it. Elsa, how do, how do people get in touch with you? Um, they want to fix the relationship, but they want to spend some time with you. They've got questions. They're going through some issues. How do people connect and, and, and get in touch with you? They can go to my website, ilzaalberts.com. It's I-L-Z-E at Ilza Alberts, A-L-B-E-R-T-S dot com and um, connect with me like that. I, I do have function where you can book a discovery call with me and we can talk about it and I can see how I can help you or guide you. Oh. They can also follow me on, on, my, on my social media platforms and see what um, ideas they can get from me. I, oh don't, I don't only talk about money, I talk about life. <laughs> Life in yeah. general, absolutely beautiful. So that's what a psychologist in general does. That's what a wealth psychologist has been doing on this uh, discussion. Absolutely amazing. Uh, go and court your money. Share your money. Have a beautiful relationship with your money. A little bit of some sexual healing with your money is what I'd also say. Another episode of Easy Does It. Thank you so much to Elza Alberts. What a fantastic conversation. Thank you so much, Elza. It was a great pleasure. Thank you for for having me here with you. Easy Does It, that's how we do. A big shout out to you for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of this episode on Twitter and Insta. Our handle is at Easy Equities.